Chapter Twenty Eight of Overruled by Pansy. The Slibrivox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Eight: A Crisis. A wonderful bit of news she could have given her caller had she been sure as to the wisdom of doing so. From the wife's point of view, Ralph Bramlett had still another full year of servitude before he could go out into the world again and he must go always thereafter she believed with the prison stain upon him but as a matter of fact in less than twenty-four hours from that time marjorie expected to receive ralph bramlett as her guest with the assurance that those terrible iron doors had opened to him for the last time very earnest efforts had been made during these years both by mr burwell and the maxwells to secure the young man's pardon and each time they had been unsuccessful the governor owing to certain recent experiences was more than usually difficult to move and though almost everything possible was in the prisoner's favor most of his friends had finally despaired it was almost against the judgment of his brother that mr leonard maxwell made another effort so that all were prepared to be not only joyful but astonished over his success it had been arranged that dr maxwell should go the next day at the appointed hour in his carriage to bring ralph bramlett citizen home with him as his guest glyde and her husband were to come for the day and hannah bramlett had been telegraphed for and was expected to arrive by the late train that evening be sure to bring the baby marjorie had admonished glyde and i will keep little marjorie awake for the occasion we must have everything as cheerful and unembarrassing as possible and the children will help toward that end estelle's unexpected advent had disarranged the programme mrs maxwell's quick brain saw a certain tableau that could be arranged the viewing of which she believed would do more to welcome ralph bramlett back to the world than most of them realized she knew certain facts that the others did not more than one earnest talk had she held with the friend of her youth during the intervening years they had not talked very much about the past it had not seemed to her wise instead she had striven to help the repentant man to think of the duties and responsibilities of his future but one day he had begun to speak to her quite as though they had been talking about estelle i do not want you to blame my poor wife over much mrs maxwell he had said i made her life anything but a happy one even from the first it is probably the very best that she can do for her future happiness to free herself entirely from me as she has she has a legal right to do this you remember and i certainly should be the last to blame her for taking advantage of it yet if i had my chance again i think i could make her life at least a peaceful one sometimes in my dreams i go through some of the scenes that might have been i have my boy in my arms and can feel his kisses on my face and hear him call me papa can you imagine what it is to me to awaken from such dreams to the reality marjorie had gone away from that talk with her heart swelling with indignation against estelle feeling that she had done a monstrous thing in thus utterly repudiating her marriage vows now her heart throbbed with sympathy 
as she thought of the surprise in store for both surely the desire of her life in being instrumental in bringing these two together again under changed relations seemed about to be realized hurry she said to dr maxwell two hours later as she waited at the head of the stairs for him to ascend how very late you are yes hannah has come and gone to bed hours ago do hurry frank never mind the mail i have something wonderful to tell you something that will not wait who do you think has been with me this evening the president of the united states and all his cabinet at the very least to judge from your excitement he said smiling as he bent to greet her it is a much more important event than that frank estelle was with me for an hour or more mrs bramlett he said with lifted eyebrows i did not know that it would give you very special delight to have a visit from her you are not to talk in that horrid way nor put on your superior look i have a wonderful story to tell you estelle is so changed that you would hardly think she could be the same person i am glad to hear it the greatest good that mrs bramlett's old acquaintances could wish for her would be that she would become utterly unlike herself hush said marjorie with pretty imperiousness save your sarcasms wait until you hear what i have to tell the talk that followed lasted away into the night into the early morning rather and before all the details of the coming day were arranged to their satisfaction the doctor was called to a patient however he left his wife quite satisfied with the interest he had shown and the enthusiasm with which he had entered into her altered plans it is probably useless to try to picture even to ourselves the tumult of feeling that surged through the soul of ralph bramlett as he sat alone in dr maxwell's library on that afternoon which marked another solemn crisis in his life one may be deeply sympathetic with certain experiences and yet be unable to imagine their depth and power on the heart of another such ordinarily trivial things help at times to swell the tide of feeling take the mere matter of dress for instance consider what it was for this man to find himself attired in citizen's dress once more the hated garb of prison life put away from him how strange and new and yet how old and familiar must have been the sensation as he sank into the depths of that richly upholstered chair and felt rather than realized that his feet gave back no sound as he made his way to it once more he was in a home once more he was surrounded enveloped as it were in an atmosphere of refinement and quiet it was such a spot as he had planned once to call his own it might have been his own the years that had wrought such changes upon others had by no means passed him by his pale face was paler and thinner than it used to be and his hair that had been intensely black was now so plentifully streaked with gray as to give one an impression of many more years belonging to him than he needed to claim this idea was intensified by the heavy lines on his face made generally by years 
of course it was not strange that under such experiences as his he should have aged rapidly but there was another change subtle indefinable in words yet unmistakable he had been in a strange school certainly to acquire the look yet for the first time in his life a student of human nature would probably have said of him this is a man to be trusted such is the tribute which men of the world often unconsciously make to the power of the holy spirit for with ralph bramlett it was simply the old story his was the face of one who had sinned and suffered and yet had come off conqueror through him that loved him oh the depth of the riches both of the wisdom and the knowledge of god nevertheless it was of necessity a sad face and there was abundant reason for the shadows only a few weeks before this ralph bramlett had shed perhaps the bitterest tears that will ever fall from his eyes over a few pencilled words written by his mother's worn-out hand a hand that was at rest now very simple the message had been there was not the slightest reference to the heart-sick longing that she had had to see his face and hear his voice on earth once more she had reached the place where she could sink her own desires and fully understand his oh the longing that there had been in his heart to hear his mother's voice say i forgive you dear boy she had written how could you ask your mother if she had truly forgiven you there is a verse in the bible for you as one whom his mother comforteth so will i comfort you god could not have told me anything better about himself than that dear ralph i long so to comfort you i am going in a few more hours to see your father think what blessed news i have to tell him oh i make no doubt that he knows it already but still he will like to hear me say ralph is coming too he will be here in a little while then together we will watch for you there had been not the shadow of a doubt expressed as to what his future would be the little mother who had feared and trembled and worn an anxious face all her days at that hour spoke exultantly of the strong brave life her boy would henceforth live even a happy life she assured him that that was what his mother and father desired for him a happy life she even rose to the heights of human self-abnegation and spoke a tender word for the wife who she believed in her heart had led him astray and then utterly repudiated him she the mother had forgiven her and hoped that he would forgive her and pity and pray for her the poor young man still young though looking middle-aged thought of this letter as he waited in the library for what was to come next a blessed letter a comforting one he believed that in the years to come he could read it over and get comfort from it as she had meant he should but just then he felt only a longing for the touch of the vanished hand she had breathed out her life without him and he might have been at her bedside and held her hand and gone with her tenderly to the very verge of death's river he had thought to do so if in the natural order of events he should outlive her oh that awful 
it might have been was he never to get away from its horror he sat there waiting for what was to come next and whatever it was he dreaded it how for instance was he to meet his sister hannah fresh from her solitary following of their mother to the grave he shrank from the thought of hannah he shrank from everything from life itself oh if a merciful god had only heard his cry and permitted him to get away out of the flesh to that other world where his mother was where god was for just then at that frightened moment when the flesh shrank away and said i cannot o oh god i cannot meet the reward of my own doings there came to his soul like the undertone of a wondrous oratorio the memory of some words he had learned in his childhood and thought not of them i even i am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake and i will not remember thy sins for the first time he noted that potent phrase for mine own sake why should he want to strange and almost terrible as the thought was it must be that god loved him loved him there was no one left on earth who did but in the strength of such a love as that which god in christ offered him could he not live after all then the door opened softly and slippered noiseless feet came in hesitatingly and advanced with slow shy steps midway in the room they paused and their owner gazed earnestly at the man sitting with bowed head and covered eyes evidently he had heard no sound the steps advanced again a small hand rested with velvet touch upon his arm and a soft voice said papa are you my papa ralph bramlett started as though an angel's tones had arrested him and looked at the expectant little face before him are you my papa said the soft voice again whose strains stirred some tender yet undefined memory in the listener's heart this could not be marjorie's child he leaned forward and gathered the vision to his arms while he answered the earnest question oh no my darling what puts such a strange thought into your mind what is your name why yes you are my name is ralph douglas bramlett and she said my papa would be here who did the man was trembling so that he could hardly hold the little form in his arms the child looked at him with great wondering eyes as he replied mamma did she told me that my papa was in here and that i might come in and climb into your arms and say papa i love you you are my papa aren't you i knew you would come because i asked jesus to let you he is the one to ask when you want things very much and i wanted you to come i missed you harry williams has a papa and he kisses him don't you want to kiss me a less courageous child might have been frightened over the convulsive clasp in which he felt himself drawn to that hungry father's breast and the rain of passionate kisses that covered his face but he laughed gleefully kissing back with energy and saying between the breaths i guess you love me as much as harry's papa loves him mamma said you would 
papa have you come home to stay and take care of mamma and me like harry's papa does poor ralph what waking dreams he had had about that boy of his who was away off somewhere in the west and who would never be taught to call him father he had tried to school his heart to bear that as a part of the cross that he had made for himself this sudden surprise almost bewildered him for a moment it seemed as though god must have heard some of his despairing cries and this was heaven here's mamma exclaimed the child giving a sudden spring forward oh mamma i found him and he loves me he has kissed and kissed me more than twenty eleven times ralph said a voice at his elbow in tones that trembled with feeling won't you forgive me and let me come too and try again keep away all of you for a while said dr maxwell in the hall outside speaking in what marjorie called his voice of authority there is time enough for the rest of us let the man have his wife and boy entirely to himself for a while End of chapter 28